Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother. Sunday, March the 12th. Sunday special, baby. Hope you had a, a wonderful weekend and continue to. I got my kids here. So if you hear some background noise, they're out there having fun, watching TV, playing video games, all that good jazz. So it's always good to have them here. And we kind of are in brunch mode today. Everyone kind of slept in and, you know, everybody has good health and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good change, you know, from, from the day to day, like having them here. So I'm very, very, very blessed and, and stuff today. So always happy, always, but you know. Lately, it's just, it's just been kind of hard. All this medication and doctor visits and, you know, all this stuff. So, but yeah, I actually got good sleep last night for a change. None of the four or the five hour stuff. I just, I just shut off my phone. No alarms, no nothing. Anybody needs something, I'm not available and just sleep. So my body was very grateful for that. So, typically for my Sundays, of what I normally do, because I got to keep my distance from the general public, I tend to, to listen to gospel music and, and listen or watch church online. The latter, I haven't done in the last week or two. There's no reason or excuse. While I have been busy, that's still no reason to stop. So... But um, but in saying that, I know my faith and where I'm at, and my, and, uh, my walk with God. So, so you can call it what you want to call it, but I know what it is, and there's a big difference in that statement. And I want to talk about something that's along those lines that that while I'm far from the perfect Christian, I'm a heck of a lot closer than a lot of people. But there's one small demographic of people that just really had me puzzled and bewildered as to why they are the way that they are. Um, in the long run, it doesn't really do anything uh, uh, for the rest of us. It just really makes us scratch our heads. But it's, but it's actually something that I've just, it's just been annoying me and so I'm going to speak on it. And basically, the name of this uh, uh, podcast is When They Say They're Religious, but because <laughs> a lot of people claim that they know God. A lot of people claim that they walk with God, but a lot of people don't even know how to spell God, don't know what God is or what God can be. A lot of it is a lack of education. A little bit of it is um, it's just ignorance, right? There's a lot of people that that don't really want to acknowledge God, whether they're atheists or they have other types of beliefs. That's on them. And many people um, feel the need to always contradict God. A lot of it is because 
They've never had him in their life. They're afraid of the unknown. They don't really understand what they can't see. And a lot of them don't understand uh, the vessel called faith is an important one. But it generally falls by the wayside. A walk with God. Trying to leverage and understand the Creator's grace for and in their own lives. So what generally comes of it is a lot of God mockers. A lot of people that um, that want to uh, put up the persona of being of being religious, of uh, of knowing, of knowing God and walking with God. If as many people that talked about that actually knew God, this would be a better place. So I still have to look at the numbers and the ratios and understand if everyone loves God so much, why is there so much hatred? There's so much lack of confidence and self-esteem, violence. There's a lot of these things that would pretty much be eradicated if there was more of a walk. But even long before we get into to them and walking with God, they got to understand themselves. Because if you don't have any idea or clue what you are or what your purpose could be or is or should be, if you don't understand that you're only responsible for part of that and that the rest of that, you need to step out on faith. If you don't understand nothing that I just said, if you're interested and if you want to knowledge up, start seeking a good Bible-based church and a good source of information, good information that you can rely on to help to supplement you every day in your walk with Christ, God. It's hard. It is like a, it's harder than than a big ticket purchase, like a car or, or something like that. Because with a car and other things, it requires you to have material wealth that you put down. Material wealth, which is, you know, that speaks volumes when it comes to to the different classes and levels of, of cars or vehicles uh, that you can get. But then, but then uh, there's something that's just a bit different. There's not anything necessarily that you have to provide for your walk with God. It's more of an internal, unseen, unspoken bond. It's more of a want or a drive in your heart to actually follow be humble and do something that is out of your norm. Having faith, trusting and believing in the unknown that that will get you through. A lot of people say, well, I don't see God, so out of sight, out of mind. But they want to be the Bible thumping kind and talk about God and everything and praise God, but don't really know God. I firsthand know God. And I'm going to share with you how I know. Definitely. But for those that want to have a relationship, it's easy. You simply you simply pray, Lord, please forgive me of all my sins and transgressions. Hold my hand. 
and help lead me into the light of life that you want me to live by and for. Say amen and then make the conscious decision from that point forward to be as devout and honest in your walk and relationship with God. It's really that simple. There's no money that needs to be paid. There's no IOUs. There's no loans. Nothing like that. It comes down to, are you willing to keep your word? And then if you are, keep it and live your life in accordance to the laws. So no cheating, no, no lying and stuff like that. But do what you know is right. Treat others as you want to be treated. Be honest, be fair. A lot of people can't be honest and they can't be fair with others because there's always something missing. I know for me, when I first started on this walk many years ago, it was hard because I would talk out one side of my neck but do something else on the other side. And every now and then, I still have my flashes of fail. And yes, I am human. But the but but for me, the difference is when I choose to step out of line, when I'm not in line with what I know my God wants for my life, I take responsibility for that. I don't I don't I try to project or scapegoat and stuff onto others. I don't do that. I'm full grown and being full grown requires maturity and to be mature, right? To be mature, which is hard for a lot of us. It requires you to do what you know you should be doing. Not just when people are looking, which is what this demographic does, but when people are not looking. To say that you live a godly life means that you live it in front of the cameras, if you will, and behind the scenes. I don't get on Facebook and talk about God and push, but then in my personal life that I don't even mention God. No, I don't do that. Number one, that's being a hypocrite. Number two, that's not necessarily walking with God. And regardless of what you say or what you believe, you got here somehow. If you want to say that it was because a person in the lab they took your mom's eggs and your dad's sperm and fused them together and made you whatever. But that's typically not how it goes. You're here because of divine intervention. Something intervened and created you. The purpose for you. The actual you. So for that, most of us should be grateful for the opportunity. But a lot of us are not. A lot of us are not. We take advantage of it regardless of, of our social status or where we're at, we feel like if we're born into wealth, well, it was your God-given right to be here. Oh, well, thanks for gracing us with your presence. <laughs> Not. Many people don't, don't get that. That's how their life started. People come out of the womb and they just instantly get right to it. It's about pretty much paper chasing, a.k.a. Chasing money, 
paper money. Wanting all of the material things in life. That's not necessarily what God wants for your life. He knew that all those things would be here. He also knew that he would put many others on this planet with you. So to live in abundance of resources together would mean a lot more for our species, for mankind. But we haven't quite grasped that concept yet. We're still stuck in, in the stone ages of, you know, of it's, it's all about me, it's all about mine, I ain't really worried about you. The ideal of family, the ideal of uh, togetherism doesn't necessarily exist. People can't correlate that they're here and they're here for a reason. A lot of us choose to live our lives as rogues and we do our own thing and be by our own drum, that's fine. Totally forgetting about how we got here. But in the right moments, we talk about how good that God is. When, when things are going good, we talk about God. God is good, God is great. But when things are bad, we don't lean on God. We rush to the first material thing that uh, we can get our hands on. Or the first secular thing that we can get our hands on. But in that instance, the right thing to do is to actually have faith. Put prayer on it. Trust that God will work for you. Then leave it alone. Forget about it. Literally forget about it. Go on about your life and business. Let him work. That's the way it works. But a lot of us don't get that. We don't get that. I think for me, the biggest thing that I just can't stand, right, is those kind people that talk a good game, but when it's time to play it, they don't even show up. They don't even show up to bat. Because they're always playing defense, having to uh, defend themselves from others on, on things that they've said, the hypocritical nature of their life and their words that catch up with them. Like, it's hard to find a person that actually lives by the morals the creeds that they make for themselves. While I'm far from it, I'm pretty close. I don't get on here and pretend like to love God. I love God. God has helped me in ways that he'll probably never help y'all. Like when I came here, here to Hawaii, like I said in the last podcast, I had three, I had uh, three pieces of, of a luggage one backpack and one and a one iPhone. I had a couple leads on places to stay. I had two different job opportunities that I had to interview for in person. I took a leap of faith. I prayed on it. I said, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. And I know I have to be here in Hawaii because here it's different. When people when people see you, they can equate to you a lot better. They can feel you. They can tell if you're just going to be here for a short time or if you're going to be here for long term. And I knew that at some point I was going to have to just throw caution to the wind. But I didn't do it without consulting my God. A lot of people don't know how I got here. So I'm going to tell you, those three suitcases, a backpack and a cell phone, $1,000 to my name, 
outside of the rent money that I had saved and hoping that would be enough. A first class ticket so that all of my bags would get paid for. Not because I wanted to travel in luxury. It was cheaper to fly first class as a single person than it probably would have been to get in the back of the plane in coach. Saving me bag fees at the time, which would have exceeded 250 bucks, which made my ticket for coach even, even more. Coming here with prayer in mind always, God at my back, putting me in situations that I probably would have never been put into if I didn't have that faith. When I came here, everything just slotted right into place. The people that I met were good people. We wound up striking a deal for me to have an apartment, to get a job, uh, making friends, trying to recreate a life that I had on the mainland when I lived in Kansas and Cali, here in Hawaii. For one purpose and one purpose only, to be near my kids that were taken from me without my approval. And I prayed to God also for peace of mind that I could learn how to forgive. It's hard to forget because we're human. We hold grudges. And I worked on that a lot then. I'm way better now. But there was a part of it that did, you know, it definitely was anger. But more of it was just, it was, I, I felt at peace. I felt blessed to be put in a situation that a lot of people struggled. Like it's hard, it's hard. It, it is hard to move here and stick here. Throughout all the sovereignty that's here and just, it's hard to live on the islands. You gotta work twice as hard, sometimes thrice as hard just to make a simple day's wages and living to be able to even afford to stay here. That doesn't even mention being able to do more. That's just to be able to just save face. Somehow, some way, I came here, and I've been here for over a decade, and I, and it's been easy to live here. Wherever I go, all of the locals respect me because I respect them. They treat me like one of them. Been able to ingrain myself into a culture that has been loving and accepting of me, a lot more than than the culture on the mainland. These people here, they're my ohana. They're my family to my Samoan brothers and Tongan brothers, to all my Pacific Islander friends and folks that were my family when I didn't have any here except for my two daughters. They, even, they helped me. That's God's grace working along with God to be able to establish a foothold here, AKA roots. I don't claim like to be no Bob Marley or local kind, I'm not. I can speak the lingo quite well. I get along with them all, but I know who I am and I know where I'm from. Beyond the soul, brother, my name is Ward S. Mitchell II. Some people call me JR, some people call me Ward, some people call me soul, brother. I call myself blessed. Because without prayer and persistence and patience, I would have never have gotten here. And while I've always been a patient person, I did have to relearn patience, especially when times were tough and hard. While I wanted to, like, to move and make a quick and rash decision like to get here, I played the long game, my, just like my last podcast. It took me a year and some change to get here. 
after my kids had left. I probably could have got there sooner, but I wanted to establish myself on that island so that there'd be no question that I wouldn't have to come and go. See, it's all in how you approach it, friends. It's all in how you look at it. I wasn't here, or there actually, like trying to get here with the short game. Now this is the long game. Now look at me. I actually rent a home. My kids are here this weekend. My kids are growing up fast. So they're like semi-grown. So we talk like grown folks. We have fun. We enjoy each other's company. They come here. This is like home to them. They forget about all their their stresses and different things because they know that they're at home. That was the feeling that I always got when I was with my mama. I would come to a place that was just healthy for me. While we joke around a lot, boy, man, let me tell you, we joke around a lot. And we gas each other up. We burn each other like crazy. <laughs> Always joking around. That's love. That's love. And that started from me, having a positive attitude to bring that here. There's other people that are, uh, uh, you know, who are here, who had equal parts, yes. But without me making the decision, I was going to live my life in a certain way a way and manner and having this thing called faith which a lot of y'all don't don't understand which I'll explain to you how to have it, get it, keep it expecting the best expecting positive outcomes without all that I wouldn't be here God helps those that want to be helped God helps those that love him as much as he loves them he loves us all but he's waiting for you to reciprocate before he opens up his goodness and I failed that a long time ago. I just kept thinking I would just I would call on God like when I want him and need him and he'll just come to my rescue. It doesn't work that way, friends. If things are going good, you praise God. You continue to ask him to show favor in your life. You continue to love and respect him and his ways for you to live your life. Right? You continue to do those things when things are good. When they're bad, you ask for guidance. You don't ask for, you don't ask him uh, to resolve the issue. That's not fair. You're gonna be the one that's gonna resolve the issue because you have free will. But God will put you in a position to be able to make those decisions. And that was one of the things that I failed on right there. Was I thought that I could just say, hey God, hey, fix this man, please. So I only would call on him when I needed him. But any of the rest of the time, it was like, oh, God was never even a thought. And when I caught up in my late 20s, when I caught up with my foolishness in that respect, since then, I've lived my life as golly as I can. Do I go to church every Sunday? No. No, I don't. Some people go to church every day and say that they're religious. But they gossip and they talk trash about people and they do all that. That doesn't make you religious, friends. You're not. So you're wasting all that time with face trying to pretend to be something that you're really not. And God can see through that. You don't believe me? Keep living your life that way. And when your life is over and you get to the pearly gates, watch what happens. You're going to get rejected and turned around and you're not going to understand why. But I was in the church. I did this. I did all these things. I helped all these people. 
yeah, but you didn't love me the same way that I love you, is how he's going to respond. You chose to live your life for people instead of living your life for me. A lot of what I'm saying is going over people says, because if you don't understand who God is and what God can do for you, then you really don't get this. I encourage you like to study up if you're really interested. Hit me up. I'll share a number of stories because I have so many stories. It's ridiculous of how I've been in a pinch and a bind. But because I had that faith already there. And I, and, you know, and I wasn't out there saying, oh, I love God. I'm religious. This is what I do for God. No. My relationship with God is between is a between he and I. He knows how I am because he sees it through my actions. Yes, I speak words, but my actions speak louder than words. And a lot of y'all need to stop talking because it's annoying. When I see these people and they're talking about how God is good for them. Or that, hey, you know, he's been this for me and he's been that for me. But then behind the scenes, uh, they don't go to church. They make other people feel bad when they say, uh, when they say that they don't go to church. Like, they put themselves in front of God. And they put themselves as an all-knowing, earthly representative of what God thinks we should have in our life. All the while, they're not living the life that God wants for their life. So it's hard for me to disseminate these people when they come near and about you. But they generally do eventually show their true colors. Like, I will never mandate that a person has as much faith as me. While I got very lucky with my queen, who loves God equally as much as I do and trust in him, many of us don't get that lucky. But if you're a real man and you lead by example, if you lead a godly life for your family, if you step into that role, stop trying to be gangster and try, you know, and all these other things and actually live your life for God. Give it up and do the right thing instead of what's convenient. Right. If you do those things, God will he'll come into your life and he'll bless you and you'll know it because you'll feel it. You'll see it. It'll bring tears to your eyes because it's like all you had to do is just keep your word and just be real. Many people don't get it. That's all it takes. But human beings, we just for some reason, we cannot fully commit to something unless we know up front that we're going to get something back in return. And that's where the relationship with God and, and many people, it goes south. Because to have a relationship with God requires what's called faith. Which is, it's, it's, it's not something that you can see. It's something that you can feel. When you have faith, it's something that will ease the stresses of your life. It'll bring you to peace because you know you You've prayed, you put it out there, and God works on it. And God will deliver things in the right timing. It's key, in the right timing that will be beneficial to you. You may say, I really need $100,000 right now because I'm behind on my mortgage or, or just whatever. You pray, and God doesn't deliver it, so now you don't like God. All in a matter of minutes. doesn't. No. It's about the long game. So if you don't understand the long game, you should listen to that podcast, uh, number one. But number two, you should learn how to play that. Because if you keep God first and foremost in everything, everything else will just fall in line. It took me some years to realize that. But when I did, it was right around the time that I moved here. 
uh, to Honolulu for the first time about 10, 11 years ago. And I've never looked back. My life has been totally different, way different than it was before I moved here. Well, I love God for a long time. I've been in the church. I've done all those things, right? Because of my lack of faith uh, throughout that, it was hard for me to actually say, yes, I'm, I'm fully religious and I'm down for the cause. No, I was only down for the cause for my own need. It's a big difference. That's not the way it works, friends. The same way that Um, when you go to work and you negotiate for your salary and you and and uh, both sides say this is what we're going to pay you and you agree and they agree you sign the papers you just expect that that's going to happen well that's kind of that's well that's a little bit how our relationship like with God works the only difference is there's nothing material you give your word and your word is bond and as long as you live your life no matter how hard it gets because sometimes things get rough if you're steadfast and you continue to trust and believe in God, no doubting. Everything that you prayed for and more will be delivered and given to you when you least expect it. When you least expect it. That's the way it works. Ain't none of this, you know, hey God, I need your help now. He'll kind of listen at you. He'll throw you a bone every now and then, but not one that will be, uh, that will help like to make you fulfilled and super successful. Because he longs for a relationship with all of us. It's our human, it's our human decision on whether or not we want to reciprocate that. Like you hear of many people who live their lives like for them, and then on their deathbed or when they get sick, now they're begging God like, to keep them alive. And in that particular case, all of a sudden now, when you really need to rely on God, you trust in him, you see his graces. Regardless if you didn't listen a year ago, a decade ago, the door's always open. Like, how good is that? So what if you didn't heed the word before? God's always accepting. So it's never too late. All it takes is for you to humble yourself and know that you're not in charge. Yes, it is your life. Yes, it is up to you to work hard and to do things. But work smarter, not harder. If you have the divine on your side wanting to help you through this and get to a point that you can live life in accordance with your purpose, why wouldn't you want to follow God, trust in God? It would be foolish not to. Yet and still, though, we do have people like that. Let them learn the hard way. They always come around. There's not one person who I've heard, even negative, that has never, ever, ever not benefited from God. No matter what religion you're in, no matter, it doesn't matter. If you trust in the higher power, the higher creation power, your prayers will be answered abundantly. Abundantly. You know, I'm going to tell you a story that uh, that you know, it's kind of it's it's uh, it's kind of close to my heart, and it's kind of an ongoing thing. 
just to let you know the goodness of God, but all this sickness and illness uh, that I've had, right? Up until about four or five years ago, I thought I was as healthy as an ox. Yeah, every time I go play basketball, I would get a bit winded, but you know, that's just because I'm outside, I'm playing hard. I didn't really think nothing of it. Here comes the pandemic. I start, I start having all these symptoms. We can't go work out at the gyms anymore where, where the AC is, so now I have to run outside. All the allergens that are in there activates all these other things that's going on with me. While it has been frustrating to not get answers, it has. My faith is stronger than ever. Because when God brought me here on a, on a mission with three suitcases, a backpack, a phone, and a dream, he fulfilled that. And there was a lot of things that I had to uh, navigate through that definitely made it hard like to live here. It's hard living in Hawaii. For those of y'all like, who come here to visit, that's one thing. But to live here, it's, it's difficult. Many people that come here that are not from here basically get what they call island fever. They come here for a few months and then it just gets hard. Or they miss their family, their friends. They miss that way of life that's on the mainland. So they wind up going back. Very special people are able to stay here, come here. But not just that, but actually be welcomed here. And I've been one of them. So when all this stuff with the medicine has happened, it's been frustrating, but I, but I'm like, God, we've been here before. I know that you know what's right and best for me. Even though I don't know, I trust that God already knows. And I've asked him to bring that to me. When the time is right, Bring me the good health. Give me the wisdom and the courage to continue to be calm and patient and continue to have faith, regardless of how hard it is to keep going. I've been through countless tests, cancer, other things worse, everything. Everything checks out fine. That's a blessing in and of itself. And while they're still looking at me and trying to, to figure out like what's going on, my faith is strong and I know that it's going to get figured out. So while it is humanly frustrating, you got to give me that. Divinely and spiritually, I know that I'm okay. I know that I'm going to be fine. I don't doubt. I don't fret. None of that. Some days I wake up, it's uncomfortable to be in my own skin. It is. I don't say that to be mean, I say it because it's the truth. Nothing is going to deter me from the goodness that is having a relationship of grace with God. So if you're one of these people that like to walk around and talk about God but don't really know God, get to know him. Shame on you for doing that. Stop trying to be a fool and impress people with your talk. You're not impressing anybody. You might think you're impressing yourself, but the rest of us, we can we can easily see. And for all of us who are grown, who know the game, who understand it, we know that that's not the way to God. That's not the way to, to life. Keep taking the shortcuts. You're going to continue to be rerouted and taken back to the beginning so that you can make the right decision. 
to make the right decision. While it has been hard, you know, there's been times in the past where I've had a couple of things on the side like uh, that I do outside of work. And so naturally, whenever I have more bills, while, while I do trust God, at the same time, those bills got to get paid. So on the side, I, I took on extra work that started to affect my health. So then I found myself in a situation where now I'm like, I'm trusting in God, but I'm letting these worldly desires and things kind of control me just a bit to try to get ahead. But God will give you everything that you need and more. You just got to be willing to listen. If you don't know how to listen or or even better, if you don't know how to interpret his goodness when he sends you something, if you don't know how to see that, that's where I think a lot of a, a lot of the miseducation comes from. Because everyone's expecting him to say, OK, here's what we're going to do and lay it out for you. No, it can be as subtle as a hummingbird flying by you, looking back at you and moving forward and not ever turning back. Basically, like to signify, hey, follow me. There's little things like that that and they do happen. Creepy things like that. When they happen, it's like, wow, you know that there's something higher speaking to you. That's the kind of relationship that I have with them. I don't doubt. I don't doubt at all. Or for. I know I'm blessed and I'm well taken care of. That's a lot more than many people can say. But it's what I can say. Because I've lived that life and I continue to live that life. And while I may be down some pounds. Right. And my health is on the men. I'm sharp as a tack. I can't be moved. I can't be swayed. I took a big hit the end of last year. In the beginning of this year, I'm still standing. Just like I told the bean. I shout out the bean. You get knocked down three times, then you get up a fourth time. You just keep going. You don't stop for nothing. When you have God fueling you, empowering you, you know the divine is only a matter of time, baby. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. God has always come through when I've asked or even when I don't ask and he knows what's on my mind. He'll come through in a major way. And I'm not just talking about he'll come through in this hell, but he'll come through in a major way. He'll set you up for success long before he'll set you up for failure. He may put you in a position to fail so that he can humble you more, but he'll always put you in a position of success. You're going to get something good out of it regardless. That's what I'm basically trying to say. And when I started to understand this is how he teaches, instead of me rushing always to try to do things, now I look for for that silver lining because there's always one. It's actually fun. Like when God tells you this is all that I'm going to give you. A couple pretzel sticks and a napkin. Right? It's like, well, what can I do with that? The typical person will say nothing. But the person with faith will see something in those two pieces of pretzels and a napkin. You split that napkin in half and split the pretzels in half. You can share it with your fellow man. Not only are you going to eat, but they're going to eat as well. Being selfless in a time that you could be selfish is the truest sign of maturity. The truest. And that's how I live my life. I don't 
look at, at all of the worldly treasures that I have and want more. I'm grateful for what I do have. So that if there's anything else that comes aboard, it's an added bonus that I wasn't expecting. I live the life, or more importantly, is I live a life that I'm proud of. That at the end of the day, when I tell people all about my life, it's all fact. I can back it up because it's happening. It has happened and it's happening. I'm not necessarily in the business of trying to portray to be something that I'm not. No need. Not for me. It's a waste of my time. I don't want to speak falsely on the goodness that has happened. I speak with truth. Because that's what makes believers out of people. And at the end of the day, your job is to continue to bring the flock back into God. So there's some people, well, there's not really a God. This is just a construct or whatever. You believe what you want to believe. There is a God. He made you and I. He made the opportunity for you to be put in a situation to have the ideals that you want because it is free will. But all roads lead back to God. Now, if God is just a machine that sits in a room and makes a whole bunch of us, then so be it. But I highly doubt that for all the uh, high haters out there. I highly doubt that. So in closing, friends, there's really not much I can tell you. Except for, you know, you need to walk right. Stop walking foul. Stop talking about God and start living in God because God lives in you. We are God. God is love. Therefore, love is the way. Compassion, peace, strength, confidence. Take care of one another. Lead each other to the flock again. Not away from it. Change your mindset. Try to live more. Uh, uh, try to live more of a godly life. Know that you're going to make mistakes. That's okay. God doesn't judge. Just get back on the horse next time. And try again and be that much better next time. It's not expensive to have a relationship with God. All it takes is some time, some patience, and love. If you're willing to give for that, if you're willing uh, to give of that, I promise you what you'll get in return is going to be nothing that you've ever felt or seen in your whole entire life. Mark my words, and when you get a good taste of it, Lord knows there ain't no going back. One love is always, y'all. Enjoy your Sundays with your family, your friends. Give honor to God. Don't forget where you truly come from. One love is always, y'all. This is the Soul Brother. Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is your brother from another mother. It is the Soul Brother. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your love and your support. Soul Brother is not just a blog. It's not just a podcast. It's my purpose. It's my life's mission. Getting out there, spreading the good word and being real. Always being real and staying so full in the process. So I appreciate y'all. Please spread the word. Soul Brother, S-O-U-L-B-R-A-D-D-A dot com. One love as always.